This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com as well as the Odyssey app. Joining us on the Roman Guest Line is our guy. Ryan Butler from Wagers.com. Ryan, thank you so much for joining the show. Show, how are you, sir? Hey, man, doing great. I, I'm always so jealous of the conversations I jump in here when I'm on. I, I, I wish I could talk about that forever. We got a, I live in Florida. We got a Portillo's recently. So I'd love to talk Portillo's hot takes for a man. while. That'd be great. How much do you like Portillo's? Because we keep hearing about it every day. Ryan comes into work, but he was supposed to bring it to us. Ryan, and he tell never the people did. how great it is. It's, it's very, very good. Now, if you're from Chicago, they swear by it. Here, you know, I, I think it's, it's absolutely worth the trip. <laughs> the, I think it's a little different. The Florida expansion is not quite. If you're in Illinois, it's definitely worth doing. It. I feel like people in Florida just don't know what to order. you got to go Italian beef, dip, you go Jardinere. <laughs> blame it on the Floridians. Yeah, I just blame everything on yeah. Florida. Hey, Ryan, I want to start with you really quickly here, because if I ever have to go into that dump Minnesota, which I try to avoid at all costs, I did see some good news. Uh, the Minnesota House passes online sports betting bill 6957. Talk a little bit about what's going on there. Yeah, so some good news today. It's, uh, we, we did get it out of the House. That was a very important development, obviously. Uh, the problem is that it also has to pass the Senate, and it is not looking as positive there. Now, we have a couple weeks left to get this all figured out and done, but there's a lot of opposition in the Senate from getting this bill. Now, the biggest problem right now is, I think we've talked about this before, too, is that, is that the structure right now is uh, online sports betting is exclusively to the state's uh, Native American gaming tribes. They have all access to it. Now they can you know, partner with that MGM if they want to. Um, well, who else do they want to partner with, obviously? Yeah. But you have that. But there are concerns from other people in the legislature, and they go, well, what about the horse tracks? There's also, um, you know, like a paternal organization, uh, kind of VFWs, different charities sort of groups. There's a lot of people who also say, oh, we should get a cut of the action as well. And they say, if this bill is written the way it is, we're not going to support it. Now, right now, it is the tribes go, hey, we want this bill. It's very favorable to us. Understandable. It's a, it's a big deal. It's under, you know, important to them. But it's, there's the loggerheads where you have these other groups who say, well, we don't want, uh, we have these empower, you know, important horse tracks in my district, or we have this other group that wants a little piece of the sports betting pie, and we will rather just tank it than spread it out a little bit. So it is a bit unfortunate in other states that have legalized sports betting successfully. What happens is that the group, you get 90% of what you want, and then you, you, know, you give other people a little piece of the action here and there. And that's worked out. Connecticut's a good example of other, a couple other states like that. And Minnesota, right now, uh, the supporters behind the tribal bill, they want 100% for the tribes, and it could jeopardize it. There's a lot of concern that because it is so kind of where the tribes get 100% of the action, there's a lot of opposition to that, and that's our concern. But I know it's a little long-winded. Today, it did pass the House, <laughs> and that's a positive step forward, but there are still concerns remaining. Ryan, I'm going to ask you this every time you're on. 
and I need you to give it to me straight. When are we going to get a larger footprint to bet inside of D.C.? <laughs> okay, Ryan, that cynical uh, laugh didn't have to it had to go that long. No, exactly, though. Uh, I, I love you guys. And as you know, I'm, no, my dad is a D.C. native, born and raised in Daga High School. I grew up in the suburbs of D.C., still loyal, still love the city. Oof, we're, we're nowhere close. Now, the good news, again, is we do have a wonderful Bet MGM sportsbook right by Nationals Park there in southeast by the Navy Yard, so that's awesome. But... Getting statewide mobile is not in the cards immediately. Unfortunately, uh, the D.C. City Council passed a bill where they gave it to the, um, the city lottery, and they kind of created, uh, kind of a strong word, they created a, a subpar app with bad odds that's impossible to use and always glitches and fails, and you can't use it half of the city because it's on federal land or the geolocation is poor, and it's just been really a mess. But... They right now are doubling down on this kind of, not kind of, subpar, very subpar app. And there just doesn't seem to be a whole lot of political will to change it, despite the fact that Virginia has about a dozen sportsbooks statewide mobile. Uh, Maryland is eventually going to have uh, a dozen plus sportsbooks statewide mobile. Yeah, in the city proper, it's still going to be tough if you're anywhere outside National Park. Again, Why? National Park, you're great. Why? A lot of it, so a lot of it is politics. The lottery is, is influential. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't want to go against them. They had a good contract. They had, um, you know, influence in the city council with it. And it's just, it's harder. It's hard to pass a, any sort of legislation at all, sports betting or otherwise. It is even harder to get that changed. And the D.C. City Council is dealing with so many different other things with it. They're kind of just, you know, they're okay with it. it, it as subpar as it is, and nobody likes this app. Nobody likes Stampet. It has been, you know, it just has, it has been an inferior product, and that, that is the truth. And they, they, the app crashed on the Super Bowl, the biggest day of the sports betting calendar. But with the D.C. City Council, as, as big a deal as it is to us, and to sports bettors, and to a lot of people, uh, to a lot of citizens of D.C., and a lot of people in the area, a lot of people who commute to D.C., it's still comparatively a small issue when you look at all of the other things that the government of D.C. has to deal with. And that just really, they only have so much time and so much political capital to get something done. And that's just really why it's just not moving. Now, you know, a couple of years, it is structured where maybe a year or two, a couple of years from now, they can reevaluate yeah. it. And hopefully they do. They have to. But it's just for right now, it's kind of what D.C. is stuck with. If your app or your sports book crashes on the Super Bowl, you might as well go ahead and pack up your whole business model, brother. That It's over for you. Right. I, I got to ask you about this, right. Ryan. So earlier this week, some news came out that Missouri um, sports betting, legalization of that um, in Missouri is basically not close to happening. It just won't happen in 2022. Can you give us the, the rundown on what's going on with uh, the situation in Missouri? Yeah, I, I feel embarrassed. Uh, it's a you know, bigger issue. Selfishly, I feel embarrassed where I was saying, oh, Missouri's finally got it done. This is good news. The, the, the gist of it was, is for years, Missouri had sort of had this idea about um, what they call video lottery terminals or video gaming terminals, and they sort of act like slot machines, and they're, they're at convenience stores, gas stations, truck stops, stuff like that. Um, I know, Ryan, you've got Illinois roots, and we've talked about this, where you know you can see them there. They're legal there. Louisiana is one of the states that has them. A couple states have them. 
so Missouri didn't know what to do with them. There's a lot of them, and they didn't know how to handle it. So what they decided to do politically was they wanted to tie sports betting in with the video lottery terminals. And it's kind of conflating the, the, the pot there, and it gets it complicated. Now, this year, why I was excited is they said politically, okay, separate issues. You know what? Sports betting isn't related to this. We're, we're going to separate it. We're going to deal with sports betting. They passed through the house. Everything was good to go. Everyone was happy, relatively. People were moving along. And then it gets to the Senate. It's still moving along. It's close, it's close, it's close. And then some of the lawmakers go, no, we want to, we want to solve, we want to try to figure this video lottery terminal issue too. So we want to pass the regulations for the video lottery terminal and tie it in with the sports books. And the problem is, is with the video lottery terminals, you have some lawmakers who say completely legalize them, some lawmakers say completely ban them, and some lawmakers say keep them as they are. So you have three different groups of people, three different approaches to it, and none of them can agree on it. They've been battling over this for years, you know, five-plus years, and they tie it in with sports betting, which is unfortunate for sports bettors. So it's upsetting there, too. The sport now, understandably, uh, in most states, uh, sports books, online sports betting licenses, are tied to the casinos. The Missouri casinos are in with it, but they hate these video lottery terminals because it's money that they don't get. People are going to their convenience stores instead of going to the actual casinos. So you have all of that there. I thought it was going to pass. And, you know, you guys follow sports obviously very closely. You know, the Kansas-Missouri rivalry, you know, all that. Kansas got their sports betting bill done. It is officially official, 100%. That NGM is coming to Kansas as early as this fall. And I thought, okay, well, Kansas-Missouri, but Kansas City is going to work. Missouri, it's, it's done. Uh, one of the big sponsors of the bill today tweeted it out. It is it's over. And it's just a very complex political issue, and it's just unfortunate. Where it seems like they've resolved their issues, but no, and it's going to be at least another year till they legalize it, meaning could get another 18 months until Missouri wow. even has hope. Ryan, Ryan, I don't mean to cut you off, but we're short on time. I just really wanted to get an update on Massachusetts because I don't think that they're going to allow college betting. Just any update on that? Just we have like less than a yeah, minute. Yeah, so there, yeah, two different views on Massachusetts. The college betting is a huge issue with it. Right now, because the Senate and the House have such different visions, it is making it impossible to get a a deal done. I am unfortunately not very optimistic on Massachusetts. It is good that they are at least talking about it, but I, I just, I don't think it gets done this year. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.